right, I've got a riddle for you. What do Gerald Ford, Cable Cars, Farm Aid, and National Geographic have in common? Hint, this is today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Tuesday, September 22nd. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Man, there was a lot of stuff going on today. It's fall equinox. It's also falls prevention awareness day. It's national elephant appreciation day. It's hobbit day for some reason. It's national ice cream cone day. It's national singles day. It's national temperature control day. It's national voter registration day. And it's national white chocolate day. What do you do when there's so much going on in a single day? Well, if you're single, it's perfect because it's singles day. Uh, Ice cream cone day is probably how I'm going to celebrate it. Maybe some white chocolate on top of that. That works out. That'll definitely control my temperature for today. See, this is all working out. But you know what? The one that I actually want to talk about is voter registration day. Yes, whether you are voting by mail, you're voting at the ballot box, whatever you're doing this year, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be different. Just make sure that you get out and you vote. It's just a little over 40 days away. So make sure that you've registered. You've got it. It's an important election like all of them. Make sure you get out there. You do your part and you vote. All right. I feel like I've done my part now to get people to go out and vote. And we've got a lot of events to talk about for today. And we'll get to those right after this. 131 years ago, the National Geographic magazine first issued its first publication. Yeah, National Geographic goes back 131 years, and it all started on this day in 1888. And back then, the magazine wasn't quite as cool as it is now. It was actually just a scholarly journal that was sent to 165 charter members. Uh, Now it reaches about 40 million people a month. It's even got a kid's version now. The children's version uh, launched in 1975. And in the late 90s, the magazine began publishing the complete National Geographic, a digital compilation of all the past issues of the magazines. And last year, the Walt Disney Company picked up the magazine. They now have a controlling interest in National Geographic. All right, so the big story for today uh, happened in 1975 in San Francisco. Okay, a few days ago, I, I talked to you about the assassination attempt on President Gerald Ford that happened in Sacramento. This was just 17 days later, and he was in San Francisco. He was there for a conference at the St. Francis Hotel. Okay, so he had just had a assassination attempt on him, and now it's 17 days later. So you can imagine that Secret Service and police were all over the place trying to protect the president. Let's set the scene for you. It was 3.30 in the afternoon in San Francisco, and President Ford was exiting the St. Francis Hotel in Union Square. Just across the street, a crowd had gathered. The crowd included Sarah Jane Moore. She was a resident of San Francisco, and she lived in the Mission. Her name wasn't really known by many, but it was known by the police and the Secret Service. You see, Sarah had been evaluated by the Secret Service earlier that year, and the Secret Service decided that she posed no real threat to the president. 
Also in the crowd there of about 3,000 people was a former Marine, a disabled Vietnam vet named Oliver Sipple. He stood close to Sarah. And he was there kind of by chance. He just wanted to see what the president looked like. Well, he got his chance. The president came out of the hotel. Sarah pulled her weapon out, aimed at the president. Oliver saw this, and he yelled and lunged towards Sarah. Sarah missed her shot. Now, she wasn't used to this gun that she was using because she just bought it. The police and Secret Service joined in with Oliver to stop her, and they detained Sarah. As for President Ford, he was pushed into the limousine. The Secret Service and Donald Rumsfeld laid on top of him to protect him as the limousine raced through the streets of San Francisco down the 101 freeway to the San Francisco International Airport where he boarded Air Force One. The president made it out safely, but the story does not in there for Oliver. The day after the assassination attempt, a San Francisco Chronicle columnist named Herb Cain, you know, if you're from San Francisco, you know that name. He received a pair of messages on his answering machine. Kids, that's like voicemail. Uh, One of those messages was from a local gay activist named Harvey Milk, also a name you know if you're from San Francisco. He was a friend of Oliver's, and he told Herb Cain in the message, that Oliver was a gay hero. Harvey was trying to break the stereotypes about homosexuals, saying that they were timid and weak, and he felt that Oliver was a hero and a great representation of the community. Herb tried to reach out to Oliver, but he was unable to reach him, so he went with the story about his sexual orientation. Oliver and his sexuality were now the focus of the story, and many reporters labeled him as the gay ex-Marine. Well, the problem for Oliver is that not many people knew that he was homosexual. In, In fact, his parents didn't even know, and when they heard the news story, they disowned him. In fact, his mom's funeral, uh, years later, his father didn't even let him attend. Oliver tried to sue the Chronicle, but he failed a $15 million attempt at uh, invasion of privacy suit. The San Francisco Superior Court dismissed that suit. All of this led to mental and physical health issues for Oliver. He was found dead in his apartment in 1989, a bottle of Jack Daniels still laid next to him. Several law review articles and more than a dozen books and commentary pieces have mentioned the perplexing ethical dimensions of this case. Oliver was a hero. Uh, He was a hero for fighting in Vietnam, and he was a hero for saving the life of a president. And what about Sarah? Well, she pleaded guilty, and she received a life sentence. She served 32 years and was released at the age of 77. And by the way, why was she not familiar with that gun? Well, just the night before, police picked her up on an illegal handgun charge and they confiscated her weapon along with 113 rounds of ammunition. All right, I mentioned some San Francisco icons in that story. Herb Cain, the writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, and Harvey Milk was the first openly gay elected official in the history of California. Uh, Let me talk, though, now about another icon of San Francisco, the cable cars. 
Yeah, well, I got bad news for you. They made their last run on this day in 1982. Yeah, well, don't worry. They only closed down for 20 months. But it was refurbishment, and they did a lot. They had to replace 69 blocks of track, and they cleaned up all the cable cars. They made them look beautiful and all of that. Uh, while they were doing that, they stored them in what they call the barn. They also fixed the barn up as well. See, they had to do this because the cable cars had been around in one form or another since 1873. There was a lot of track back then. There's about three or so tracks now that you can get on. But, oh, wait, no, you can't do that right now. The entire cable car system is closed down because of the COVID-19 situation, and all the cable cars are sitting back in that barn. Hopefully, we'll see those open up again soon, and we'll get to jump on the cable cars. In the meantime, maybe just grab a box of rice aroni. You got the cable cars on there, right? That should last you between now and then. Oh, man, another thing that we can't do right now, really, is concerts. Well, back in this day, in 1985, there was a huge concert called Farm Aid going on. It was organized by Willie Nelson, Neil Young, and John Mellencamp. And, you know, since Willie Nelson was involved, you know that they had really high levels of expectations from everyone. Uh, the concert did so well that they made it an annual event. They did it again this year. Of course, this time it was from everybody's homes. And it has gone on through the years to raise $48 million to support programs that help farmers thrive. All right, and our first birthday today, well, he made baseball players thrive. In 1927, Tommy Lasorda was born. Also, Joan Jett and Neil Cavuto turn 62 today. Scott Baio and Bonnie Hunt turn 59. And baseball player MLB star Carlos Correa turns 26. Uh, that is your look at September 22nd. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, uh, well, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to do a little subscribe thing, like hit the little subscribey thingy and make sure you listen to us every day. That would be great. Uh, and also, you know, you can just make us a part of your flash briefing or you can do both. Like That's even better. Flash briefing on Alexa. Just say, you know what, Alexa, set up my flash briefing or something. I don't know the exact instructions. You can look it up. That's what Google's for, not me. All right. <laughs> that is our podcast for today. I hope you enjoy learning about today. I'm Russ and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.